Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport for Kia. The new Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed. Yeah, great to have you on the show. Badge and Sats here with you this Wednesday night and uh, quite often midweek we're struggling to, uh, to come up with enough news to fill a great program. But I tell you what, Scotty Sattler, plenty around tonight, mate, including a big announcement this afternoon. Welcome, Sats. Yeah, Badge and listeners, uh, usually Wednesday is a really quiet day when it comes to especially the NRL and the AFL finals are into their second week. But uh, Wednesday as you said, has been far from that uh, huge news that Brisbane will host the 2021 NRL Grand Final on the same day, first Sunday in October. So exciting times for people in southeast Queensland who will get to experience a Grand Final at Suncorp Stadium. We may never see it again. We never know, but uh, yeah. savour the moment. You wouldn't think so now. Of course, um, disappointment, I imagine, for, for people who regularly go to the uh, the NRL Grand mm. Final in Sydney, but... I got a feeling this is um, it's going to be accepted uh, widely because, uh, of course, there are some dramas. We'll give you some some more uh, news around COVID. Not that you're um, not getting enough of it uh, later on in the show, but of course, uh, the New South Wales government finally had to ma- well had to make the decision that the the game couldn't be played safely there, certainly with a crowd um, at Stadium Australia or, or elsewhere in Sydney. So, uh, yeah, a hundred and what years? That's hundred and 14 years or something. Yep. It's been mm. um, held in Sydney um, and for the first time ever, and despite that contract that the uh, New South Wales government and the NRL have, um, it's going to be played at Suncorp Stadium or the Old Lang Park. And uh, I grew up there going and watching footy, Brisbane Rugby League and playing there as a kid and then as a senior. It's a fantastic place if you've, if you've never been. Um, it's going to be some sort of spectacle, of course. I'm sure you've seen it. Most of our listeners have not all have seen it on, on the on the telly, if not there live. It's uh, it's great for state of origin. It's purpose built for rugby league. I think that's one of the great advantages it has. That's why it looks so great with that 54 odd thousand people in it. I just, I can't wait to potentially see Caxton Street, and if that gets shut off for that week leading into the grand final, like that festival-type atmosphere leading out on the concourse. And I suppose the difference with ANZ Stadium in um, in Sydney is that it's, you know, it's out in the west and where Suncorp Stadium is so close to the CBD, part of the CBD, so there's continuous traffic always, whether it's car or foot traffic as well, the famous Caxton mm. Street Hotel. Um, I could see Walk that week. I could see that week leading into the origin, uh, into the grand final as being a real festival-type week with Caxton Street shut off. I reckon. I mm. reckon you're right. Now, um, Queensland has been spoilt um, this season with great rugby league events. Of course, due to COVID, all three state of origin games played in uh, in Queensland. And 
Uh, now the finals, Sats, where are they? They're in Rockhampton this week, Sunshine Coast, um, Suncorp as well this week? No, Townsville have got a double Townsville, header. Townsville, double header, yes. Next week, week. Mackay is, is Friday hosting Friday and game. Saturday, yeah. both games. Mm. I'm just, on the, well, on the NRL website, uh, both games in Mackay, followed by the two preliminary finals in at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane again, and then the grand final there. As you said, on the, uh, the 3rd of October, uh, really looking forward to uh, to all those those big games, and of course you can get it all on the box, and you can hear it all on our shows as well. Um, Mitch Barnett from the Knights is going to join us soon. Sats, he's a hell of a good player. Good player. He? Yeah, I didn't realise he was twenty twenty six, twenty seven years of age. I remember watching him in a New South Wales residence first Queensland residence game about probably five or six years ago, and just I felt this tall blonde back row sitting on the left hand side for New South Wales. He they lost the game, New South Wales, but he was their best player. And I thought, I think we're going to hear a little bit more about this kid. He started in well, Canberra, of course. I remember seeing him in a green jersey. So yeah, yeah he's come on leaps and bounds. Hell of a good player. Um, I think well, that's, that's the, re- I think that's yep. the hardest game to pick this week. The Knights versus Para. Oh, I'm, yeah, I don't find any of them mm. that easy. Um, we'll have that's ridiculous as well. Jeff Tuvey will uh, chime in. There, Sats, we're not, I just want to play a little game. Now, we, we play this game with Woogie. I want to play a little game with you right yep. now. Tell me the first word that springs to mind when I say Woogie's wordy word game. <laughs> Horrific. That's, that's perfect. Horrific. Because we have made an executive decision, haven't we, after yep. last night, that mm. it's officially been scrapped. Unless the listeners want it. Now, we had some listeners last night said, it's, I'll never get two minutes. That's two minutes of my life I'm never, ever going to get back. We agree with you. But if you want it, by demand, we will keep it. There is only one person that would want that back. Yep. And it's, that's not you or me. And the bloke in the background laughing, Brixie, who's filling in. <laughs> um, it, was, it was that bad that Woogie's been stood down for the night. Mm. He, he's, just, he's on a warning. If you yep. ever come up with something like that again... Um, Actually, zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Do you want Woogie to return? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got uh, actually. That, I got actually admit too far. when I was doing preparing the run sheet today, and I saw Woogie's wordy word game. I thought, "What the hell do yeah, I have?" The to name do itself here? says it all. Wordy word yeah. game. Honestly, yeah. well, <laughs> officially, it's over. Um, you will hear crickets next time. That's uh, in that in place of that show. Um, so that's before we get to the break. You got, you got a good a story. Good human alert. Yeah. Tim Moody. Now, Tim Moody is a, a young lad that lives, lives in yeah, lives in um, in Kingswood, uh, out in the Western Districts uh, in Penrith. Now, he just scored the biggest payday of his life. He won fifty thousand dollars as champion of the KFC Supercoach. Oh. It's so popular the Supercoach. I don't get involved in it myself. My son does, and he's got a lot of followers. Now, fifty thousand dollars after the regular season, and he's barely going to keep a cent to himself. Instead, he's going to donate almost all the money. $45,000 of it to his sister, Jamie, who was diagnosed with breast cancer just weeks ago. So she's saying, you know, I surprised her. I said, I'm going to slip 45 k into her My Cause page. Oh. And I want to use the money to make her journey a bit easier and, and get, get out of this together. So great work, Tim Moody. What a guy. You're my hero. What a guy. Mm. Yeah, beautiful stuff. All right, great stuff. Great way for us to, uh, to move on with the show. If you want to join in on the show at any time, of course, that number, once again, 0477. 736 736. Let's do this. Sports Day, Sports Update. Um, 
top of mind, Sats, at the moment, outside of the uh, the, the grand final announcement this afternoon, is the Delhi M mm. medal and the voting uh, is, is going underway. We won't give away anything uh, as far as uh, our votes for, uh, for a lot of... Um, well, we're not voting for the Delhi M award winner, but there are other positions and the coach, the captain, the, the rookie uh, and other votes are going away. Um, but I do want to talk to you about the uh, lots of people talking about Tom Travojevic. Has he done enough to to win the Dally M in just fifteen games? Well, what do you reckon? When I went behind closed doors, badge, I think he was about six or seven points maybe behind Nathan Cleary. Cleary missed some games, of yes. course, with that shoulder injury. And well, he's played. Nathan's played sixteen. I thought he played a bit more than yeah. that. I want to double check, but. I think he's played 16 games mm. this year. So that puts him behind the eight ball a bit too, But every it? time he's played Trebojevic with Manly, he has done something extraordinary. And if he doesn't get the three points in a lot of Manly wins since he's returned uh, after round four, he has got two points or one point at least. So he's thrown up some phenomenal numbers this mm. year. Well, Tommy Trebojevic, though, in 15 games... Um, yeah, he has been great. Well, let, let, let's have a listen to what um, Phil Gould said uh, last night on Channel 9 about Tom Trevojevic's season. Some interesting figures on Tom Trevojevic this week. His last game of the season the other night produced a rating that was the best of all time since we've been recording the, the statistics. <laughs> and also his average this season. If we take his average performance this season each week, so it's his contribution to the game, all his contributions to the game, all his positive contributions to the game, less all the negatives or mistakes that he makes. His average in the 14 games he's played this season is 50% better than the three seasons that James Tedesco produced a few years ago where he was getting Dalliums and Player of the Year and all that sort of thing. His contribution level is off the charts. He's produced four of the best five of all time just in this one season, which is remarkable. It's insane. It's insane what, he, what he's doing with the numbers that he's throwing up. Now, if you look on the NRL website, they've got this column that's, I think it's like fantasy points. Again, it's, it's like the super coach and you accumulate points. And last week, he, I think it was at 150 points. Now, I look at that every week and, and when looking at different statistics for players and, and how involved they are, I've never seen it as high as that number. And Phil Gould, he's just concurred with that as well. But yeah. what he did also talk about Badge last night is that although the data on Tommy Trebojevic when it comes to shorter turnarounds in games and how it may actually hinder Manly in the finals. Another thing, another anomaly, it's probably an anomaly, whether the data's enough, but we looked at the recovery times for his performances, whether he had a um, four-day, five-day, six-day, seven-day, eight-day, nine-day recovery. In his recovery times of eight days or more or seven days or more, his performances are off the charts. Any recovery time less than six days, his contribution almost halves, and they're the games where Melbourne have got beaten where he plays. So Manly this week get a six-day recovery Ooh. leading into the game against Melbourne Storm. Now, whether he's aware of it, whether there's not enough data to support that, but it's just one little thing that he's given a, a pre-performance, probably the best of all time, and he only gets six days to recover for the next one. And history shows this year that on, on, on less than seven days recovery, he doesn't perform anywhere near as well. He still performs great, yep, but, but not anywhere near as well as his peak. 
Yeah, so uh, Ooh, but big game play, big games, that. big game yeah. players. They love it, don't they, Badge? Well, Different yeah, story well, in the finals. Um, I wonder if there's anyone else that could have crept up on. Uh, let's remember Nathan Cleary, uh, sixteen games and two Origins hasn't lost a game all year. Yep, and has been a standout at Penrith. Is there anyone else that could have crept up there because they've played all, or if not most of those twenty-four games, like like Cody Walker? Yeah, Cody Walker's a, he'd be a big threat actually. I mean, when have South have won, he's always figured heavily in the three, two, ones, and, and you naturally do in the seven and six and the one. They they naturally always play a role in in uh, in any points when it comes to to winning the match. So uh, um, in the storm, uh, Jerome Hughes for mine was very very agree. Um, Brandon Smith, twenty two games. Brandon Smith, yeah. Yeah. So there could be there could be someone there that we're not taking into account that might have crept up, but it does it does look like Tommy's been um, but you know, heads and shoulders. How above. dominant Tommy uh, Nathan Cleary has been, this, and I, again, I think he's improved from last year. Um, but usually in the really good teams like your Melbourne and your Panthers in the last couple of years, people take points off each other, don't they? Yeah, mm. you, you you'll have Appy Coruscant may take a, a three or a two point, and then you you might have. Yeah, Brian Toto and and whoever it may be, Blue James Fisher Harris. Yeah, and so they always. But he has been so dominant this year. He's taking points off all his teammates, mm. and the the love's not being spread. in when it comes to points, now that's not a that's not uh, having a go at the Penrith Panthers side at all. It's just saying that Nathan has been so dominant for pretty much most of this season, and he's now being outshone by Tommy Trebojevic, who is taking all the all the attention away from Nathan and his performances. Mm. We'll find out in a. I think it's a couple of weeks' time. It I is, don't think yeah. there's a date yet for the Dallium. It's normally in the week leading up to the grand final, but it hasn't been um, an officially announced as far as I can see, Sats, unless you know something that I don't. Um, but what, what our listeners think, I'd love to hear their opinions on, on who the best player or players have been this season. 0477 736 736. Is there someone else that we didn't mention that might be. Um, up there with a chance. Now, NRL players are going to face the heaviest fines in the game's history mm. under a proposal to more than double the maximum penalty uh, for off-field scandals. A desperate bid by the NRL to deter off-field scandals by, instead of having a current ceiling of $50,000 sats, they're talking about fines up to $130,000. Yeah. Mm. Now, now fifty thousand dollars limit hasn't always been in place. Now, in two thousand sixteen, you got to remember Mitch Pearce on Australia Day. He was whacked with a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars fine and a fifty thousand dollars suspended fine out of that one twenty-five. So, mm. uh, bringing it down to seventy thousand, um, you know, it's it's still a, it's a it's a fair fine, it's isn't it? Now, huge, yeah. Paul Vaughan, Corey Norman, Payne Haas, Payne Haas for of course for abusing. Um, Queensland Police or New South Wales Police, right on the border there at Tweed Heads. Um, and Corey Norman and Paul Vaughan from the Barbecue Gate all fined $50,000 as well. So it's been mm. the sort of the, the end mark when it comes to fining players. They probably feel as though the NRL that it's not – they're not getting the message across. It's going to be interesting how the Would ARLC, the commi- – the uh, sorry, not the ARLC, the Players Union, the Players Association feel about this. Would these? I think back to Barbecue Gate. Would that still have happened? Would the players have gone? Hang on, no, no, no. It could be one hundred and thirty grand now. I can handle fifty thousand. I don't think anyone can handle. 50, even if you're on a, a million dollars, well, I don't think I mean. anyone can handle fifty thousand. I don't think they're. I don't think they're planning for this for this to happen. I don't. I don't know if it's going to be 
um, a, a deterrent. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, look, I've been saying for the last couple of years these fines that players get for on-field stuff are ridiculously low. Mm, they you are know, low, you, yeah. Instead of getting a week off, you get a fifteen hundred dollar fine, and you're on eight hundred grand. You go, what is going on there? That's that's nothing. But when, um, when you've got adrenaline running through your veins during in, during the game, do you think about how much money a potential no. tackle is going to going to no. play? I don't think it does. And it's the same same as these guys that you know might be souped up or whatever, or they get into some trouble uh, off the field. I'm not. I just don't know. I'm not sure. Is, is this the right way to go? Is there another way that we should be handling it? Should be you know should we be making players sit out for a longer period of time or mm. tearing up contract? I don't know. Is is if we come down with a heavier hand? Are players ever going to get the get the hint that you can't, you know, step out of line off the field? When we've got how many players have we got? Like five hundred? Mm. Is something always going to go wrong? Well, I mean, it, it, what we do, what we are fortunate is it's a very small percentage of players across the entire landscape of, of players. Yeah. Badge. Um, now you ask any player, and I, I suppose you can ask both of us, what would hurt you more? $50,000 fine or possibly missing six to eight weeks not playing with oh, your you'd teammates. Oh, you'd take the fine. Yeah, you, that's You'd right. take, you'd the, take fine the fine and it would hurt either way, but to sit on the sideline, I reckon there should be a chair behind the dead ball line in line with the goalposts and you have to sit there for the entire – like if you're suspended for six weeks, you've got to sit in that chair like a high chair. <laughs> you got to sit there for the entire six weeks. What, in chains or – Whatever. What but with a big dunce cap on, gimp mask. I don't care. But you got to oh. sit. You got to sit in a high chair so the crowd can oh. say, throw fruit at you, whatever it may be. So um, hand eggs out. Hand yeah. eggs out. Yeah. The, uh, before the game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, now, before we get the break, some some mind games have started. Penrith apparently convinced that uh, South Sydney have named rookie Blake Taff, but uh, it could be a case of. Smoke and mirrors this week uh, for Taft, Taft to be playing in the number one jersey. You know anything on this? Well, your, your the Panthers, some happen? Panthers players have have intimated that uh, maybe Cody Walker or Alex Johnston would would play at fullback. And but again, that's a lot of guessing. I, I don't uh, think. I don't. Are think, they saying that Taft's not up to it, and they don't think he's going to get? He's going to play there. Well, I think they're probably. I think they're trying to read Wayne Bennett when Wayne Bennett knows knows rugby league better than anyone. And if he says to the kid that you're the number one, they're going to throw bombs at you all night and you're going to handle it. He's going to make a lot. Blake Taft's going to make it be made to feel like he is, he's been playing for six or seven years in the NRL by the time he gets to the, on the field uh, this weekend, because that's the way Wayne, Wayne Bennett makes his players feel. He put mm. his faith in Blake Taft and Blake Taft will handle it. Um, why you would take, you wouldn't take Cody Walker away from the six Jersey because both he and, uh, Adam Reynolds are so dangerous together. And then Alex Johnson, you wouldn't take him away from that left wing position. Many would say, oh, it's easy to score tries on the left wing for South City. No, you've got to be a genuine finisher wherever you play on the end of any back line. And, and Alex Johnson, hence why he scored, what, 27 tries this year is the reason why he's got to stay on that left wing. Would, would, if Josh Mansell was available, would, he, would they maybe go that way? No, I, I think he came up with too many mistakes and too many he errors and struggled with the high ball from Nathan Cleary previously, as did Luttrell. So um, they know it's coming, but it just comes down to the South Sydney frontline defenders to be able to put as much pressure as humanly possible on on Nathan Cleary, not let him get those kicks away. It all comes down to the guys that are going oh, to put pressure on him. Yeah, yeah but it, it's it's so much more difficult now because you can't. You can basically you can barely touch them, can't you? Yeah. They just get the kick away, and you can't 
can't follow through and, and hurt him, that's for sure. Uh, now, I see Harry Grant has leapt to the defence of Michael Maguire. Of course, Harry played that season last year on loan, or, or most of it, um, for the West Tigers under Michael Maguire. And he said, uh, you know, he was outstanding and he'll always be... Uh, you know, in debt to him for, for the way he was treated when he went to the West Tigers. Um, he's under the pump, no doubt at all, Madge Sats. And uh, Benny Elias actually reckons Tim Sheens should come back and take over as, you know, he's been a, a appointed the, uh, what is the coaching director yeah. sort of role. But Benny's saying, come back, just like he did when Benny rang him, he said, in 2003 to tell him to get, try to get him out of retirement. He did come back to coach the Tigers then. What, 18 years ago, he's saying... Come and do it again, Sheensy. I think Tim Sheens would be uh, a great firewall for for Michael Maguire. You know, you, you yeah, know Sheensy better so. than anyone, Badge. He's such a great communicator, isn't he? And yeah, but they 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 know each other very well. Matt's absolutely, from the Canberra Sheensy days, don't Canberra, they? Yep. Yep. Oh, I think they'd be a I think they'd be a great team, and mm. I think you at least got to try it. If, and and what Tim Sheens will do, and what he is great at doing, is recruiting players. Mm. And if that's an area where they're struggling at the moment. Tim Sheens can play a major role in getting in front of players and talking about the vision and his history of the game and, and how he can compare you as a player and players that he's coached in the past and how he can see the same traits and make them feel yep. really good about themselves. I mean, I, I was lucky enough, Badgers, I've told you, I had him in my last year at the West Tigers. You know what? I wish I had him for the start of my career because the, yeah. the amount that you learn under him in 12 months is phenomenal. So many coaches have had a, you know, gone on to great success after playing and, and uh, being mentored by Tim Sheens, no doubt at all. Better get to the, uh, the break stats. And hopefully, on that note, the West Tigers board hold their nerve for Michael Maguire's mm. sake. And um, in my opinion, anyway, stick with him. This Sports Day, the new Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed. We'll come back soon. Uh, you can text us any time as well. 0477736736 to tell us what you think about any of that stuff. We've just been... Uh, mumbling on about uh, but when we come back Mitch Barnett from the Newcastle Knights will join us This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year Yes, welcome back to Sports Day. Special guest time, and uh, we're going deep into the heart of, uh, of the Sunshine Coast, Twin Waters, where the Newcastle Knights are bunkered down and getting ready for a huge game this weekend, elimination final against the Parramatta Eels. And we've got on the line one of their stars, back rower, Mitch Barnett. Mitch, how's life on the Sunshine Coast going, mate? Hey, boys. Yeah, uh, it's actually... It's not too bad considering uh, what life could have been like in you know back in Newcastle um, in lockdown there, but um, weather's been good and um, we, we trained today and had a hard day of training, so it's been good. And your fight? Were you rested last week? Were you have any niggling injuries? Any sp- particular reason why you had the, um, the the weekend off? Yeah, I just I don't, I don't think Adam wanted me playing every game for the year, so he just gave me the last game off, but. Um, no, uh, yeah, I just sort of cut the bumps and bruises along the way, and just yeah, the week off done me done me good. Do you like it? Do you like having the week off? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I sort of I, the body sort of needed it, so yeah, I do like it. Uh, but it would have been good to play, uh, especially it's hard watching, especially the way we played. So um, mm. yeah, I'd prefer to play. Was it always the plan last week, Mitch, um, from Adam O'Brien to sit? Kalen and Mitch Pearce down early in the second half, despite what the scoreboard looked like? 
Um, I'm not 100% sure. I think um, he was planning to give Junior um, a spell at some stage. Um, but, yeah, not sure what times and that. But, um, yeah, I guess, you know, he just thought oh, I'd better get him off and um, save him for this week. That's a. It's kind of a difficult week. I imagine it was. You know, a lot of players sitting out. Happened for both sides. The Eels did the same. But when you got a dead rubber, could you could you sense that about the performance? I mean, it wasn't a, a great effort um, against the uh, the Broncos last weekend. Was it kind of uh, plenty of players looking just looking a week ahead? Yeah, I, I reckon that sort of showed up in our performance. Um, I think yeah, a couple of individuals maybe. Uh, looking ahead um, and sort of, uh, I guess maybe just not doing the things they would have done if the game was sort of, you know, to get in the semis or, you know, in a sudden death semi. So uh, I guess we're probably guilty of that. But, um, mm. yeah, we definitely won't be this week. No, you wouldn't think so. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Your your only finals appearance was last year um, in that uh, the elimination final you guys went down to South. Is, it, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that was my first one. Yep. So, wouldn't be great memories of that. Something you want to uh, you want to change this week? Definitely not. Yeah, we. Um, I remember last year we started real well and jumped out to a good lead, and then, um, yeah, for what not, our uh, Souths are a good team to take us away from them. But yeah, we didn't help ourselves, and um, they rolled through us and ended up beating us pretty easily in the end. So it's very disappointing. But um, this year. Um, definitely want to do a lot better. And, um, yeah, I think um, the way we sort of take out last week, the way we've been playing, um, you know, we can work on a few things and I reckon um, we're a big chance of playing well this week. Waiting until the last game of the weekend on Sunday to play your final, how will the nerves be by the time you've watched the other three? Um, for myself personally, yeah, not, I'm all right. I, um, I sort of... Yeah, I don't really get too nervous before a game, and I don't, I can't really sort of switch on too early because I don't play the game in my head, and you know, go out there and I'm pretty useless. So <laughs> I don't usually switch on until I get to the game. So I shouldn't be too bad, but um, I'm just going to treat it like it's any other game, and um, yeah, just work my backside off. Mitch, I think you've had, I think you've had your best year in your your very early uh, NRL career. I think you've been outstanding this year. I love your aggression, your offloads, and you've also added a little bit of uh, ball playing into your game as well. But Tyson Frizzell coming to the club, it, you formed a really good back row partnership. It, what's he brought to your game? Is he is it interesting watching him, a guy that's been playing at the top level for so long, and how he goes about things? Yeah, he's oh massive. As soon as he come to the club, um, I've sort of hanging off him a bit, just trying to you know, grab every little bit of knowledge or, uh, you know, work ethic or whatever it was about him. Just tried, you know, sort of taking it and um, running with it. And he's just the ultimate professional for his. Um, you can see why he's played at the top level for so long. He just, he does all the little things when no one's watching. Um, but in terms of, you know, on the field, um, he's, when you need someone to sort of step up for a big carry or whatnot, he's always that guy that's been doing it. So that's one thing I've really noticed about him. And um, he's competing on every play, which, you know, I try and do myself. Mm. All right, mate, and you have been. And Sats gave you a rap and, and uh, you no doubt deserve it. Just looking back at um, when you played the Eels earlier this year, middle of the year, they they 
pumped you 40 points to four, um, and I guess that would still be a bit raw. But you were, you were without, um, I think, Mitch Pearson and Caelan Ponga at that stage, mm. weren't you? So things should be a little bit different. Your, your halves a bit more settled and your fullback back. Yeah, we. Um, I think we're missing a few people that day. I think Big D Saf might have been in Origin as well, maybe, and oh, yes. uh, a couple of injuries and suspensions. But um, yeah, look, it's um, we, we got them back now, and um, you know, we. The main thing is, apart from last week when everyone was sort of in our defences where it needed to be, we were working hard for each other, and. Um, I think whenever you're defending well, you're you know a chance of performing well, um, and that's all we, we we need to go out this weekend with a you know real defensive uh, mindset, and um, yeah, just go out there and work hard like it's our last game because potentially it's elimination, so it could be. Mm. Yeah, it could be. DSAF, that Daniel Saifidi, and yeah, yeah, Daniel so, Saifidi, sorry. So so JSAF, he's back this week too. <laughs> pair of us. Yeah. <laughs> They've been, they've been great, the young blokes. I'm just, oh, you know, I kind of thinking, oh, they're 21, 22. They're 25 now. Sats and I met them a few years ago. They're just 18, champion, champion yeah. young blokes. Mm. Yeah, great, great young lads. Haven't they come along well, mate? They're great to have them both back in uh, for the big game. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, yeah, everyone sort of forgets how sort of, you know, long they've been around for. Mm. Uh, yeah. I feel like they've been around for ages, but... Um, yeah, look, I think uh, they're both stepped up this year. Um, even though Daniel's already in the rep arena and, you know, performing really well there, uh, I thought he sort of stepped up again this year and so did Jacob. Um, you know, Jacob sort of had a couple of consistent years with uh, without injury now and um, you're seeing what he can do. So uh, if we can keep them boys on the paddock, uh, you know, long term, uh, you know, we're just going to be a lot better with them in the side. Caelan Ponga without Connor Watson next year, how's he going to cope? Oh, who knows? <laughs> they're, they're usually sort of uh, side by side, or you know, you're having a conversation with one of them, the other one sort of sneaking about. But um, he'll be right, KT. He's moved um, one of his other mates down from the sunny coast, and yeah, I'm sure he'll move straight in and take Connor's place. Yeah, what are you made of Jake Clifford and. Um, and Mitchell Pierce's relationship. I mean, since coming to the club, they've had a bit of success together. Both, I think, it was the first loss they had together last week. Yeah, I think um, Cliff sort of compliments Junior well. Uh, you know, he's obviously got a good kicking game, got a big boot, and um, I think that was sort of you know it's helped Junior's kicking game a lot more. Um, and yeah, Cliff's a bit of an organizer as well, um, so that sort of takes a bit more pressure off Junior. So. Um, yeah, uh, obviously last week wasn't the performance, but apart from that, I can't fold him. He's um, uh, right in. Has, have you seen Jake as he's getting older? Is he growing an ass yet? He's got no ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not. It's uh, that's the running joke around here. He, um, yeah, I've never met a bloke with the uh, you know calves as long as he is. So he's attached to the back of his neck there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the same bloke who stole Wayne Bennett's bum might have stolen his. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, Mitch, well, huge game up, up against the uh, the Eels on uh, on Sunday in Rockham. Have you played up in Rocky? You've been up there? No, never. Beautiful part of the world. Uh, central steak sandwich. Well, you're, around, you're only in and out, aren't you, on the day or on the night? Do you actually get out that night? 
Um, yeah, no, we sort of, I, I don't, not 100% sure, but I think we'll go, like, we'll get there a little bit early to go hang in a hotel and get some strapped and that done. And then, yeah, once you play the game, straight back on the plane, I hope. Yeah. Well, I know I'm cheering for you because uh, you are a Canberra Raider. I mean, I know you played over 100 yeah. games the Knights, but you're first two with the Raiders. So I need a connection there because my side's just gone out, um, out without <laughs> any real... With a bit of a fizzer on uh, on the weekend, mate. So, yeah, good luck. Um, looking forward to this, mate. Should be great. It's a little bit tricky, I guess, having to wait until Sunday and watch the other watch the other finals unfold before you uh, before you get to run out there. But as you said, you, you don't get nervous anyway. So, mate, you should be fine. Yeah, yeah no, looking forward to it. And yeah, like I said, yeah, we've got to perform better than what we did last year, which I think a lot of the boys are hungry for. Are so, you... looking forward to going out there. Are you one of Danny Baderis's favourites because you're from Taree? Because he likes to claim everyone as as his family. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I um. Oh yeah. I, I I hope so, but I doubt it. <laughs> he um. He, uh, he I think he likes Brails. Dead. He's just been a hooker in that, so he claims Brails. Yeah, bow legged. Yeah. Good beat yeah, breeding ground, hey. Taree, huge hey. breeding ground. Is there is there a few other Taree players at uh, at the Knights? I know there's a few other in the co- more in the competition, but um. Yeah, we got um, Matt Croker. He made his debut this year on the Tari area, and is um, there's a couple of blokes in the there's always a couple of blokes in the juniors there. um, Which yeah, so there's a few, and then obviously yeah, you got Boyd Cornell's from there, and um, yeah, Latrell Mitchell as well. So we've got a lot of Tari listeners. I mean, Old Bar has always been a really famous club. You're a Wingham boy, aren't you? Yeah, Wingham boy, yeah. Mm. Uh, right, well, yeah, it's, um, well. No one knows who Wingham is usually, so I just say Tari and 50% <laughs> so. Yeah, one of, it, one of our callers rang up, uh, phoned a month ago or so and gave us a um, a geography lesson all about, about Old Bar and why it's called Old Bar and Tari and everything else. So, uh, mate, I'm sure you're going to do the area very proud on uh, on Sunday, Mitch, as you have done all season, mate. Uh, good luck from all at Sports Day. Beautiful. Thanks, boys, and appreciate you having me. Better get to the break now. This is Sports Day for Kia. Back soon. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The new Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed. Now, Hot Topic Time. Uh, sure is. We're going to talk about the NRL Grand Final, the big news this afternoon. Oh, before we get that, Sats, you got a text you want to read The hot there? topic should be around Woogie's wordy word game, whether that should return and whether Woogie should return as well because of it. Now, Sean at Lennox, who I class as an intelligent human, I'd rather run full pelt at a concrete slab wall than listen to Woogie's game show again, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, there's also, um, with you. also the with Yamber you, sure. Rambler. The Yamber Rambler says, Wordy Word was questionable, not as bad as the two clowns who couldn't count to one. Bring back the star of the show. I, I think that was me. I think mm. that was me. <laughs> one word answer uh, for Canberra's performance this year, and I went, no good. Yeah. Uh, okay, got me there. All right. Uh, now, our hot topic, uh, keep those texts coming too. We, we want to chime in about the NRL Grand Final. Uh, the announcement this afternoon, it will be hosted by Brisbane, Suncorp Stadium, the venue for the 
2021 NRL Grand Final. No great surprise here because uh, because of all the drama with COVID in New South Wales. No way that the uh, the game could have been played there, certainly with any sort of crowd. So uh, it breaks a 114-year run of Sydney deciders. Sats, it is huge. Massive, massive. And the reason why I'm led to believe it wasn't announced earlier is because the New South Wales government, who hold the contract, of course, until I think it's 2037, Probably maybe, that, or 2047. Yeah. Well, well, maybe 47. Yeah. yeah, 2047 it was. Um, they still held um, some considerable uh, – they, they just felt internally that they could p- – potentially still host it with uh, reduced numbers now. Really? Yeah, and we knew that it was probably never going going to happen with the COVID numbers in New South Wales. So um, it was. we had to wait until, as a, as a game, we had to wait until the New South Wales government, I'm led to believe, said that they could not host it due to health reasons. So if the NRL would have announced it and taken it, it would have been breaching a contract. So uh, Queensland taxpayers is going to cost about $4.6 million but it's expected to inject just under $20 million in the economy for that week. And it's Massive. a long weekend as well, Badge. Is it? Mm. Is it? Well, that's, that's uh, great news. It never used to be, did it, that first weekend in October, but it is now uh, for uh, up in Queensland. So that's, uh, that's huge. I've actually um, been texting the, uh, the boss of Suncorp Stadium, Al Graham, and uh, I think the champagne corks are popping. They've hosted Origin this year. Queensland had all three games. They're hosting all the finals. Um, Townsville, Rockhampton, um, and heading to Mackay next week. But yes, the NRL Grand Final, we know why. It's because of the, the dramas around COVID. First time, probably the only time it'll host the uh, the NRL Grand Final. Or will this be start of the start of something new, Sats? Maybe where, like the, the Super Bowl where it's taken to Melbourne and Perth, whatever it may be. We'll, uh, we'll never know. Again, it's, it's under contract with the New South Wales government. So whoever's going to take it is going to... It's going to cost them a hefty fee. Can I see this badge really quickly? Um, mm. We spoke about this last week. Now, there will be some finals matches, prelim finals, apparently played at Suncorp. Do you believe that now it's been announced, Suncorp not get used at all throughout the finals for no other reason other than just to build the anticipation that the final game is at Suncorp and no one else plays at Suncorp before the, the actual grand final? Well, I want the, the, the ground to be in magnificent condition too. They're going to play... Friday and Saturday, the two prelim finals. Well, there's a rugby the game moment, as well there. At Suncorp Stadium. Mm. Is there? Mm. Uh, so I know that they have that all under control and the ground manager um, is outstanding there. But I'd love, I mean, I, I would like that, Sats. I'd like if just, just leave it until grand final day and bang. Well, that week will just get, is going to be huge yeah. uh, in southeast Queensland and around that Caxton Street district and all through the city, which is only a couple of k's away. All right, better get to a break. Uh, once again, give us a text, 0477 736 736 if you've got anything you need to tell us on Sports Day. We're doing it for the new Kia Nero Electric SUV range, which has landed back soon. Kia, the new Kia Nero Electric SUV range has landed. Sports Day News Headlines for Polaris, Australia's number one off-road vehicle brand. Yeah, the High Court has ruled that anyone that hosts a Facebook site is liable for prosecution for any defamatory remarks that that others may post on your site. So, Bad, you have closed down all your Facebook sites and all your aliases. Yeah, this means that if someone is posted uh, on Facebook and a defamatory comment is written there, the owner of the site is liable for prosecution, even if it's later deleted. So pretty big move there when it comes to uh, 
social media lovers and uh, who want to um, tee off on particular people. COVID. Don't pass on someone else's. 1,480 uh, new cases in New South Wales. Um, uh, duck, egg, duck egg in Queensland as well. Get a range of confidence for the price of a quad. Visit your local Polaris dealer today. Let's get us some text messages yes. on 0477 736 736. Um, now, there's been um, a lot of topics we spoke about tonight. Uh, grand final. It's one of the... One of the uh, listeners has also said, how come there's no games at Seabus Super Stadium? Is because this is Luke from Southport. He's, uh, it's because there's rugby union games there being played there for the, the Super Rugby Championships as well. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, when are the Nine and Fox commentators coming north to Queensland to call the finals live? Yeah, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. Well, they They'll can't. stay in Sydney, yeah. Well, I don't think they can. That's well, the, the problem. Cam Smith and Billy Slater and, and co who are based in... Queensland, they can still do the sideline, but the others yeah, will Brent do it out of the studio. Yep. Yeah, daddy has been doing some as well. But, yeah, if you're based up in Queensland, no drama at all. But you you, you basically can't. It's not uh, – I don't think it's classed as uh, – what's it called? Emergency work? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, this is Brad from formerly Redhead. He's now Brad from Wuhan. He said, hey, boys, just a positive <laughs> COVID message for you guys. Had my second AstraZeneca yesterday, and the reception of your show has improved out of sight. <laughs> no other side effects. <laughs> but he hasn't even got his radio on. Yeah, exactly. He can just tune in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Woogie's about as much use as an ashtray on a motorbike, and his wordy word game about as joyous as root canal therapy. That's Adrian from Dural. Oh, I think well. I'd rather have root canal yeah. done than play that game again. Now, Rodney says, uh, who was playing fullback for the Rabbits when Mitchell was last suspended this year? Now, from memory, it was about three quarters of the way through the year, and it was Blake Taff. He did play fullback. Uh, in a couple of those did, games. Did he? Mm, he did. Yeah, righto. He did play. That was his fifth game yep. uh, on the weekend. So, yeah, there you go. I know, I know they have used Alex Johnston there before and, yep. uh, and others. Um, interesting to see what they do. Hey, talking of fullbacks, there are reports around Sats and listeners um, that Billy Slater will be offered the Maroons coaching gig after Paul Green and the QRL parted ways yesterday. Now... I think this is just a throw at the dart, throw at the dart of the dart. Just go, oh, Billy Slater, let's say it's him. I don't know if that's happened just yet, but yeah. Anyway, reports around. Um, uh, apparently, he was quite interested last year, but that sort of fell over before Greeny was appointed. Well, Toronto Rod said Bennett will coach Queensland next year. Slater and Smith will do apprenticeships. I'm led to believe what you're saying, Badge, that Billy Slater is the front runner at the moment, and he'll have a mentor alongside him. If they want someone to sign for a couple of years, this might have been the thing for Paul Green too. He might he's he's hopeful of getting the, uh, you know, maybe the gig for the new um, Brisbane team that comes in mm. as maybe Wayne Bennett. So that might rule out, rule them out. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for joining in. This is uh, Sports Day. The new Kia Nero electric SUV range has landed. That number again: zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Give us a buzz. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.